The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Thanks to all of your texts coming in. Thanks to all of you for texting in about uh, changing names. We'll circle back around to that, I promise you, this afternoon. It's an interesting conversation right now, though. was reading an article titled The Coming Death of Just About Every Rock Legend. And the fact is, we have lost many iconic rock legends in recent years. And unfortunately, you know, considering how time works, uh, we're going to lose more of them. The days of the rock star seem to be coming to uh, a bit of a close with uh, clothes with so many of our favorite rock stars well into their 70s. Uh, Joining us this afternoon, musicologist Eric Alper. Hi, Eric. Hi. You caught me at a good time. I was just stepping outside of my oxygen tank that I'm planning (laughs) on living forever. (laughs) So far, so good. So far, so good. This article, Eric, um, you know, is talking about this this kind of, this, you know, uh, the the live, the die, it's better to burn out uh, young than fade away slow, (laughs) all of this sort of stuff. But when you took a look at some of these names of kind of these aging rockers um, that we still, or many of us still carry close to our hearts you know if you look at bob dylan 78 paul mccartney 77 paul simon 77 garfunkel 77 brian wilson 77 jagger 76 and it goes on and on and on billy joel 70 um it does start to kind of you know wave this flag as oh there's going to be a lot of baby boomers out there who are going to be sad over the coming years well, yeah, you know, but, you know, added to the list is a very young Bruce Springsteen at 69, although he's going to be turning 70. Yes. And just for those people out there who are like, well, what does this matter? I mean, classic rock will always be here, at least in my heart or on my stereo. It matters a huge amount because it's not just these rock stars that are going to be passing away in the next 10, 15, 20 years, but an entire industry goes along with it. It's the radio stations that play classic rock. It's the tours that rely on $10, 15000000 million worth of revenue every single date that these classic rock artists perform. Mm-hmm. And it's the cities in those towns that rely on the food revenue, the parking revenue. Because what's happened is, it's that slowly but surely, though, the pop artists of today, the Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, Pink, Justin Timberlake, they have overtaken those classic rockers in terms of venues, but they're not doing as well as in the heyday of classic rock. And especially with these younger artists, like an Ariana Grande or a Billie Eilish, although that they're selling out, you know, stadiums and arenas, they're certainly not putting together the string of tour dates that U2 did or Springsteen did, where they would be on the road for years. You know, and that affects everything else in the trickle-down effect. You know, Eric, when you talk about, uh, you know, some of these names in here, I mean, (laughs) Jagger and Keith Richards and Rod Stewart and Clapton, Van Morrison, um, and it goes on and on, uh, uh, Don Henley, the impact that 
just th- those names that I've mentioned, and that's just a small, you know, uh, just a small sampling of the names that are on, on mm. this list. The impact that they have had on the music industry, number one, uh, on, on, on society, number two, and just on a personal level to so many people is absolutely huge. Yeah, it is, especially because, you know, when, and one thing that this article gently brings up, but doesn't go in-depth about it, is, is that when you take a look at those names that are specifically on this list, and, you know, you can add Van Morrison or Neil Young or Roger Waters from Pink Floyd on there, is that the political side of the music is going to be much different, where a lot of these newer artists tend not to want to rock the boat. They mm. understand that in the age of social media, everything that they post or tweet about could you know, essentially blow up in their face mm. or divide the audience. They learned from, the, you know, the issues that the Dixie Chicks faced, yeah. where they um, went against George Bush and during the during the the war. And you know, they ended up losing not just half the audience, but they ended up getting death threats every single night. Um, and you know, the the current pop. Uh, you know, popularity of the artist. They're they're not really going there. So a large part of what rock meant to millions of people, to standing up for your rights, mm. using your voice, speaking out, that's something that a lot of us grew up listening and watching, and that is going to have a huge hole when we look to musicians to kind of tell the truth and speak yeah. their truth about what's going on in the world, because it certainly really isn't happening with TV shows and movies. No, and I agree with you on that one, and then on the flip side of it, I mean, I think a lot of us uh, were, were drawn to it, um, you know, the whole sex, drugs, rock and roll, the, the freewheeling, the buses, the, the, the excess, the you name yeah. it, that went along with it, whether or not, you know, we enjoyed maybe sitting back and watch it, maybe sometimes you took part in it, but I think that there was something there with a number of these artists that you just go, oh my gosh, what a, what a life, what a, yeah. what a story. <laughs> And, and how so much of it contrasts to Justin Bieber putting on Instagram this yes. week that he was smoking a lot of a lot of dope, and you know people were coming out saying, "Oh, you shouldn't have talked about that." And it's like, have you heard of what Led Zeppelin used to do yeah. on tour, or even Duran Duran, where they used to have the age of consent for women on their tour bus pages for each state so that they wouldn't get into trouble. But it's not just the sex and the drugs and the rock and roll, though that's a big part of it. It's also the the, the amazing arrangements that they mm. did in their music there, the experimentation with album covers, with songs, with lengths of songs, yes. where you can get away with putting 15 minutes worth of music in one song. You could never get away with that now and hope to make the pop charts. So I think just the, the, the expanding of all boundaries, whether it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or art, or culture, or politics, um, that's going to be gone too. And we're seeing it now. It is not just the ages. When you take a look at the Google searches um, <laughs> that are being made on a daily basis, the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and the Doors are dropping millions every single year as they fade away into the distance. Yeah, and you know, and you, you talked about the way that music was made and, and, and experimenting with the music and um, you know and that was on full display uh, for example during uh, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody 
you know, when they were trying to, you know, make that song, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and the Elton John uh, biopic as well, the songs that they wanted to do. And it was interesting because, you know, um, I'd heard about the Brill Building before, and you talk about kind of what is that, that 1940s, 1950s area, the Brill Building in New York. Neil Diamond did actually a, a, an album called uh, Songs from the Brill Building, and, mm-hmm. and, and he did. He was one of these songwriters who was in a little cubbyhole somewhere, you know, pounding out music for other people to go and make great and and that kind of ended and this and this era of of writing and experimentation started and it's changed again over the past i don't know 20 years 15 years especially with the way music is made now and you talk about different sample and again there's been sampling all over the place but just hooks and all that sort of stuff it has yeah. changed again hasn't it yeah you know it seems like every 15 20 years there's always a format change in the way that people consume music from vinyl records to eight track tapes to 40 five singles and cassettes and then CDs and then finally MP3s and now streaming services. And with that comes that generation's choice of consuming music comes how those artists are going to be popular. You have the psychedelic rock happening at the same time as when bubblegum music of the Archies and the Monkeys were mm. outselling the Beatles and, you know, the Who um, at once. And then you had the disco and punk and classic rock and new wave. And now it just seems like, you know, because hip-hop finally overtook rock music at the most listened-to genre of music last year, that's not going to go away. I mean, we're living in a pop world now. Mm. And but with that, there always comes, whenever things get a little bit too comfortable, there's always some 15-year-old snot-nosed kid <laughs> in the basement of his parents' house, like Kurt Cobain did yeah. 25 years ago, kind of kicking against that. I don't know if we're ever going to see another Nirvana. I don't. I just don't think that we're listening and watching all with the same eyes and ears as we did before when there was only much music and MTV, and that was how you got your video. Now there's 78 years every single day being uploaded on YouTube when it comes to the consumption of videos. So it, it's it's going to be really tough, I think, for rock music to actually take a left turn and be back in the public profile as much as it did 10 or 15 years ago. Um, Eric, i got to ask you, because someone just texted in to me and said, uh, you clearly don't follow much metal. It is protest music. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I do, actually. Y- you that's, do. That's, that's I funny. don't. I yeah, I work with, with Guar, so I, yeah. I know <laughs> I, I know their scenes really well. No, look, there's rock music out there. Don't get me wrong. You know, you have to look for it. The Foo Fighters or even listening to any campus or college or, or NPR-type station. Oh, you listen to any of the classic rock or active rock stations that play Rival Sons and so forth. There's Or the Trues or the Arcal. There's always rock out there. In fact, there's more music now to be had than ever before in any single time because it's so cheap and affordable to get your music out there and heard but you just have to dig a little bit deeper but in looking at the charts and the numbers of Mm. popularity to sheer popularity there's no way that even rock or metal seems to be overtaking hip-hop and rap right now and someone had texted and said hey jay tool just released a record with seven songs each 10 minute plus already platinum there's been a lot of talk about this tool album yeah, and rightfully so. You know, it, it debuted at number one, and in fact, all of their albums ended up coming back on the Billboard album chart. Here's the only problem with the tour with, with the tour record is that as much as I love them, and I do love them, and this album is phenomenal, um, 
it, it, it landed in the same vortex as everything else that's out there. Mm. Everybody talked about the new Taylor Swift album for 48 hours, and then we're done. We're moving on to the next shiny object. Tool is in the exact same way where, you know, I think their fans are always going to be listening to their records, but in terms of just hitting that center of moving the needle, but rest assured, though, for every couple of hundred thousand copies that Tool's album sells, there's going to be somebody that's influenced by it, starting up their own rock band, going against that system. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm still wondering. I, I hold on to, like, I'm an 80s, 90 rock girl. Like, I'm a Def Leppard, yeah, Poison, White Snake, you know, all of that sort of <laughs> stuff. Loved it and then loved into 90s countries music. You were the reason why we have a hole in the ozone layer. From oh, the oh, you have no idea, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, you got to post pictures on Twitter. It could be a trending topic. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, it, it goes on in this article, and, and really just talking about mortality, and the, the last couple of lines in this kind of hit home. It says, the rock star's days are numbered. They're going to die, as will we all. No one gets out alive when we mourn the passing of the legends and the tragic greatness of what they've left behind for us to enjoy in the time that we have left. We will also be mourning for ourselves. And I think, you know, nails it just a little bit you kind of you know taking on a bit of your own mortality and something that was hugely you know uh, important to you maybe at one point of your life maybe the soundtrack of your life it's when when those artists die whatever that artist was for you it does take a little piece of you with it sure you know like i i'm i'm close to my late 40s um in, in my late 40s so all of those artists that we've been talking about so far they were the generation that came before me but those artists had never even thought that they would even last playing music until their 40s. Forget about 70s. So as they kind of moved those boundaries and those goalposts, we kind of grew up with them. We got old with them. We stopped, you know, we, we stopped partying like they did. They started bringing health gurus with them on the road because it was a multi-billion dollar industry as opposed to, well, let's just show up to the gig and play. Um, so we kind of grew up with those people. And at the same time, when we see certain artists who I'm not going to name don't, that don't sound so great anymore or yeah. who don't look so great, um, maybe, you know, people should just stop tweeting about them and take a look at the mirror and say, yeah, how do you look <laughs> right? at 65? You know? Um, and it's not a knock against anybody, but it's like, you know, when you're young and you think you're going to live forever in your teenage years, you kind of believe that these artists are just going to, you know, pass along and that's it. And, and you know, a few of them, you know, died way too young, like yep. Jimi Hendrix or Janis Joplin. And they're like that moment in time where they're never going to get old, but a lot of these artists are. And that's why you should go and see them the next time that they come to Calgary or Edmonton, because, like, you never know when it's going to be their last and final tour. Musicologist Eric Elford joining us this afternoon. Eric, I have to take a quick break here. Can you hold on for a couple of minutes? I do want to talk to you yeah, about sure. um, the, the Justin Bieber truth puke um, uh, on the Instagram <laughs> this week. I don't know. It was eye-opener. And I think, you know, it's uh, just a couple of comments uh, from you on that. Can you hold the line just a second? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Absolutely. So it's Eric Elford joining us. So as we go to break, who is that one musician that will break your heart when they leave us? This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it Yeah, someone just texted in and said it's going to be a sad day when 
Paul McCartney goes. We're talking with musicologist Eric Alper uh, this afternoon, talking about the fact that, um, uh, you know, a lot of rock and roll legends are into their 70s, pushing into 80s in some cases, and that, you know, the reality is is that we're going to lose uh, a lot of these great musicians in the coming years. Um, Eric, Justin Bieber posted, on, I think it was on Insta, uh, over the past couple of days, talking about, um, you know, what he's gone through as a, like a 13-year-old kid kid all of a sudden has got uh, millions of dollars in the bank and he said uh, he had, that growing up as a child star led him to make every bad decision you could have thought of by the age of of 20 and he talks about monies cars clothes you name it pretty heavy drugs at the age of 19 um, and part of me thinks you know good on you for truth puking it and putting it out there and say okay this is the reality I know some people won't have much sympathy for him but I think other people too at um, you know a young kid going through all the superstardom at a young age really with no boundaries around him um you know sometimes it, it, i guess i look at you know people like joplin and stuff like that and go how they mm. they died so early and think you know justin bieber may be still lucky to be alive yeah that's that's exactly it and we're seeing it now playing out every single day with all of these youtube stars that have mm tens of millions of followers on their channels are suffering great burnout and psychological damage where they're looking at their comments and bypassing the hundreds of thousands of great comments but focusing on the one negative mm. aspect of it that ruined their life. In fact, there's been a number of suicides of, of YouTube stars in the last number of years because of the sheer amount of pressure. But I think that you nailed it so perfectly. If you put $400 million in my bank account oh, yeah. at 18 years Old, you better believe I'm going to rent a yeah. jet and get really, really drunk on the way to the Super Bowl because that's just, it's not even what's expected of you living the rock and roll style. It's just that you're surrounded by people who will always say yes to you because they want to keep that party going. And yeah. even in the last segment when you and I talked about, you know, the Paul McCartney or Bob Dylan mm. or The Who or Pink Floyd. They all went through it. Yeah. They were just lucky enough to survive when so many of their peers did. You know, in fact, well, Pete Townsend of The Who said, you know, he's lost all of his friends by the time he was 30. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, the, the other thing, too, is, I mean, uh, you have a generation of, of musicians that have grown up, um, you know, with, a, with with everyone with a camera in their hand, you know, and a video, yeah. video recorder, and, and that's got to oh, be sure. obviously different than, I mean, can you imagine if iPhones were <laughs> around? Oh, yeah, uh, you and, know? Getting, and getting help, too. Oh, like yeah. The fact that there's Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. the fact that there's drug, um, there's drug centers, and there's psychiatrists and psychologists who know more about the human condition than in 1970. I mean, all of that stuff is available. Where, and if you were an alcoholic and in the Almond Brothers, you yeah. just, you know, you shut up and you stayed on the road because there were too many people relying on you. Eric, always great to talk to you. Thanks for connecting on this one. No problem. We'll talk next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Eric Elper joining us this afternoon. So some of your texts coming in, um, you know, who who are you going to miss of those of those rock and roll greats? Uh, Billy Joel. Uh, this texter says it'll be sad when Billy Joel leaves this life. Um, I'll really miss Van Morrison, Elton John, Mick and Keith, but I think they'll still be on stage after me and my kids are gone.